There's no rules! Shoot lower score! There's one rule! So Scott, to compliment Tanya and to get to your question, um, a question that we typically ask kids that's from, this was one of my favorite questions when I was coaching. So this is in the preparatory stages for them to go either on an unofficial or official visit. Um, tell me something about yourself that's not on your resume. Mm. So usually that comes up with, you know, I was in show choir for five years I'm in 4-H, I've got four siblings, and I'm the only girl. I'm the first female caddy at Shinnecock Hills. I got that answer once. <laughs> yes. That that says, that like, that immediately says, yeah. like, from an instructor standpoint, I'm like, I want to coach her in a heartbeat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, and correct me if I'm old. wrong, too, Coach Mary. Getting, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, what, I, what I was going to say, and, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but that's kind of an uh, intentional open-ended question. Am I, am I right? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, that resume all of a sudden transformed to, oh my gosh, this is someone I have to keep my eyes on. Like she's a leader. She's brave. Like, whoa, you she's know, more than a number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what that question is. Tell numbers. me your story. Tell me your story. Well, and, and, uh, uh, Coach Mary, too, like what is – I imagine you can answer that any any way you want. And I imagine even if, like like you said, even if it's not golf-related, what are you looking for when you are asking that question? Are you looking for somebody who might have like a passion that's outside of golf and you want to see that like, hey, I can keep my head other places? Or are you looking for like a work ethic piece? Tell me a little bit about what an ideal answer to that question might be. Yeah, I think – you know, certainly kind of all of the, all of the above. Um, I loved multi-sport athletes. I mean, I know Scott is big on movement patterns and um, just what skills athletes have that they bring to golf. So to me, multi-sport athletes, and I was looking at a lot of late bloomers at the universities I was at typically. Um, and so knowing they were great teammates, knowing they could collaborate and work with others, um, that to me was big. Um, you know, kind of well-roundedness, knowing that golf wasn't their identity. So it didn't really matter to me what it was, but something that was meaningful to them that they had as kind of an outlet or a release or a complement to their academics and athletics yeah, that yeah, kind of gave them personality. Totally. Yeah. And it could all also like, I like the way you said, it's not necessarily what they say, but more how they say it in some cases as well. Ginger's mm -hmm. custom. Yeah, like just that. slightly different twist to that uh, in parallel. Uh, I would call their golf professional, uh, whether that be their teaching professional. Sometimes I would find out where they play and call the golf professional, the head professional that leads the golf course, and just, hi, my name is Ginger Brown Lim. I coach at X school. I just, I'm in the recruiting process, and I'm investigating Julie Smith. And I, I'd just like to know from your perspective what kind of kid she is. You know, tell me about her parents. Are they active members of, of your club? And I would want to find out a little perspective from somebody that's just out of the, the one that you're fed. And, and you find out a, quite a lot. Uh, 
you know, by, by the way that they answer that question. You know, you uh, find out if the parents are too involved or cuckoo or whatever. To 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 that end, like I I've had to like we intimately know, especially as teachers and coaches, like you you know this, like if you call the golf professional, like they know a lot about this family. They know a lot about the kid, what they've struggled with, what they're dealing with at school, how what their relationships are like, what they're with their siblings, with their parents, like and some coaches will take that hard thing. Like I've had some players go other places and they're like, I can help coach that. And there are other coaches that know that they can't handle that. And so that it wouldn't be a good fit for the program. It would be a good fit for the player. It wouldn't be a good fit for the family. Like there's both on the good and the bad. So just because there's something bad in the family doesn't mean that there's not a coach who can't coach that. There not are at coaches all. who can coach that. In, so, in fact, I had a pretty dominant father who was my teacher and so my ability to handle that is quite a lot easier than somebody that has had no experience with a very, very strong mm. insert himself in a lot of different things. So it, it, it that perspective, you know, you, you hate it at the time when you're growing up with it, but it sure did make me strong and an advocate for kids and asking, you know, as, as you get them as freshmen, what do you think? what do you want for yourself how can how can we support you and and let them grow independent of that dominant parental influence over over many years that's the one thing i i that i'm starting to pick up as a trend and and what we're talking about on the podcast is that uh out of everything that we've talked about, I think we've spent maybe 15 combined seconds talking about scoring averages and 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 what makes you a good athlete, right? We've talked about headspace, how you were raised, the kind of person you are, and the kind of fit for the program. And I think that that's what so many people fail to realize because the top stories are these PGA superstars who were known for shooting so such low scores at such a young age. Yeah. Yeah, and you can you can fudge a resume. You can make a resume look better than it actually is. And but when you have the whole person and you have the whole story and you have the whole fit, and coaches can do the same thing, right? Like they can play something up that's better than it really is, or maybe it's not better, but it's different than it really is. And so, like when you have guides, if you will, Sherpas, since I y'all know me and I like my climbing, right? Like you have your you have your Sherpas, if you will, like guide you up this mountain and, uh, you know, to bring Hank, bring this full circle back. Hank used to say you can't take somebody further up the mountain than you've traveled yourself. You really can't, you know. Um, and so, you know, it's really neat that what you all do in your combined experience allows us to do that. One thing that I'd like to ask you guys is uh, take me through a theoretical example. Let's let's say I'm, a, you know, I'm a... I'm a 17-year-old, 17 or, you know, yeah, let's just say I'm a 16 or 17-year-old who wants to play golf at the next level. You can use me as a as a um, guinea pig here. Uh, I want to go play golf at the next level, and I, I average, I don't know, I've got a decent swing, and I average around 69. Like, what go, is go go 70? Let's just say 71. Go, go 76. Okay, 76. 76. Let's say 76. That's, that's probably a fairly common play, 76 to 80 in – Mm -hmm. junior turn it's a dime a dozen and if you're 17 sure. it's too late let's say i've dabbled uh, okay so okay, great there you go. there's your first Perfect. Like, there's your first, reality. first touch yeah Let, let's say i also have a few really good rounds and maybe i've touched the 60s before okay how, how does that's that, fair i'll say this like? and i'll you know i'll let them follow up um if you 
the first moment that you know you want to play college golf, I don't care if it's the seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, there's something that you can be doing, whether it's tournament prep, tournament schedule, doing some research, do going, you know, I, I know there, there are official and unofficial visits, but I would say the number one mistake families make is they don't see enough campuses. You know, mm. you've got to see there are, there are just shy of 300 D one men's programs. And when I ask that question, the question is how many do you think there are? There's like 60, you know, kids, yeah. they know they're not they even know close. The football program, not even close. Kids know the, the big football teams. They know the sec, they know all the power fives, but they don't know just shy of 300. Um, And then there's another, another hurdle we jump over, which is D1-itis. You know, it's D1 or bust. Well, you're selling yourself short because as we just proved with D2, those kids are shooting under, under par in the D, in the D2 world. And I can take it one step further in AIA, Dalton State, they've been taught, they've won like three out of the last five national championships and I could put them against any D one program and they they're shooting under par. Well, Mike, well at this, at this championship, Mike is playing the same golf course as they are. He shot the lowest round of anybody at Shoal Creek. He's D two. Well, let's not, this is what I was going to say as somebody who's, who's known a lot, a lot of people who have played college baseball is that those division two folk are grinders because those guys are the ones who are still really good but they don't have the you know the fancy the fancy uh, uh, the fancy facilities and the meal plans and all that kind of stuff and they, like they're not owed anything and so when they go out there they want blood I don't care whatever well, sport it is I'll they say want it. I'll say this too that golf what's so unique about golf I believe this is the case over every other sport that's a it's a bold statement but over every other sport is it's you against the golf course you're actually not playing against anybody right and so other than maybe the few match plays at the end of the year that happen or those special events, but it's you against the golf course. Good golf at 7,100 yards at NAIA, D3, D2, D1, I don't care, 66 is a 66 at Shoal Creek. I, like, that's what it is. You don't get that anywhere. Like, other sports, you know, if you got a D2, bottom D2 school – like there's a chance, like if you play them against a mid-level D1 school, there's a good chance you're getting beat in basketball, football, baseball. But golf doesn't have that. Like golf's so unique in that ability to. I was about to say that. I love score. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and I I would say your top level D2, D3 will beat your mid majors. Mm-hmm. Every, every day. You know, it's not well, and I could go on this tangent. Scott knows me. I could talk passionately about this forever, but um. <laughs> And I'll, I'll try not to, but, um, you know, there's just so many unique facets about golf and the recruiting world. And, you know, we can't answer your question because we don't know the backstory to no, your question. No, no, and that's fair enough. And that's kind and, of what I was getting to. Yeah. You know, I can't put you on a path because we'd, we'd have to sit and, and talk to you for another 30 minutes to find out your backstory, what you've done, where have you been, what have you played in, and where do you want to go? So, so fair. So fair. You know, but- that, there's the boutique part. To add to that, however, I mean, the first question we would ask, okay, you've shot under par in what type of competition? How long was the golf course? What were the conditions like? So if you're saying, well, it was my club championship and I played it from 6,400 yards, 
well, that's not really going to level up with the same score from your state AM, right? So that's just the very first starting point is what's the competition you're surrounding yourself with? Because honestly, that's a big factor. There's just not an understanding of being strategic about what you play in, playing too much at times, thinking you've got to play instead of, you know, Scott's got his kids on – you're going to practice for this long. You're going to prepare for an event, play for an event, rest. You know, they think, okay, school's done. I'm going to play all summer. Well, nope. might not when be are, the when, are get, when are we going to get any work done? Like, I can't – like, if you just play all summer, I can't get any work done. And I, I watch – it's really neat if you look at – and I'll say top schools, not in the sense of D1, D2, D3. Just, like, really good coaches, you see them set their schedule so that there's – time to perform and then there's there's a block of rest in there for us to get to work on the things we need to work on this is why like us working together as a team works really well of bringing them down and i'll i'll say this and we'll i'll let jack kind of try to close out a little bit but is on the sense of like they don't send any mass emails out they really don't so like we have a special program that's coming up into this month golf decoded 2.0 Generally speaking, higher level players who've played for a while, who have more passion, they've already been to the first one. It's like even those emails that y'all send out, like there's a personalized intro at the start of the email and the body of the email may be the same. But like it's not just like, hey, you. It's like, hey, this is, we've talked about this. You know, we talked about this last week. Like it's intentional and they don't send it to their entire student base or their entire client family base, whatever it is. Like, you don't send it to the entire thing. You send it to the people that are intentional with it. And like, we might have somebody over here on the fringes if we don't fill it. Like, they're not, the other thing is the fact that they're providing opportunities to come see people like me. I've heard about some of the other things and places that they send kids to families, opportunities for them to learn that they wouldn't even know exist if it weren't for them doing the hard work and research and following other instructors and programs and learning styles and sports psychology opportunity like there's just so much that they offer it's you're gonna get what you pay for no different than you come get a lesson here with with me or jump in our programs or go get fit from scott wilkerson who's not cheap he's a pj tour fitter like you but you're gonna get what it is that you spend your money on if you well, go cheap, you're gonna get it's kind of given giving you a little more credit there scott um one of my one of my clients um younger kid uh, I, I took the opportunity to, to get several copies of your book and send them out to all my clients for the champions playbook. And we literally would Skype or have a phone call weekly and talk about a chapter at a time and coach them through perspective and maturing on the golf course by just some all of the right. policies and, and ideas that you shared with your book. So I've been able to utilize and grow some of these younger ones um, just through through your words and your organized thought with the Champions Playbook. I think that's so cool because, like, what we're doing here, especially with you guys as well, is and, and we've got a lot of people who listen to the podcast who have young kids or have kids who are in Scott's Junior programs. And uh, I think it's really good what we're doing here as far as we've got the entire – We've got the entire roadmap here, all the way through college. I literally have everything you need right here at Franklin Bridge. And we are had a lunch meeting today with a trainer 
at a facility that's literally a mile and a half here. They're going to come. Kids are going to start coming to our pre-elite classes. You're going to get your instruction. And when you're done here at 530 on a Tuesday, you're going straight to the gym right after. Right. So, like, we literally have everything you need right in one place. Don't go look anywhere else. And then we know it works. They get results. We get results. The places we're connecting you with get results. And that's and it's not just results, though, like. It's what you want. It's, it's getting you to where you want to go. It's getting you where you want to go, and we yeah. care about who you are and what it is that you want. So I don't, know, I don't want a misconception out there about us being three to four women uh, and only helping junior girls. We yeah. very much have male clients, yeah. and very much there is no difference in terms of how we treat a client. We, we get to know them just as well. We know as many men coaches close to as many men coaches as we do uh, on the female side for sure it, it's just about it's about the client 100 percent, whether you that's know, a female or male you know what coach is like as uh, as you said that i didn't even think that anybody on the podcast would even think about that i mean y'all's y'all's resumes and y'all's tenures at at everywhere that you were i'm just like I don't, I don't care who you are. Like, I think you're going to be, you're going to be able to get me in the school that I want to go to. So, uh, that's, that's amazing. And I appreciate you bringing that up too. Um, guys, as we, as we kind of close out the podcast, we really appreciate you being on. I'd love to hear from each of you, maybe like a, a tip or trick that you guys have learned along the way, either being a coach or now being on this side, um, of the coin, just what's one or two things that somebody who wants to go play golf at the next level, regardless of what it is, uh, what they can start doing today, or just something, uh, maybe they're further along in the process, or maybe they're just getting started. What advice might you have for them? And keep this in mind as you answer the question, you may be able to touch different parts. I do have a number of my junior golfers that listen to the podcast on the regular that I have one girl that's listens to it with her dad and she loves listening to it. And she's listening to it on her way home from school sometimes. And she's just starting golf. Like, she's brand new to golf, and she's 12 or 13. Um, and then all the way up to we have grandparents and parents of kids. So we've got this whole, like – We run the gamut. Yeah, we got the whole gamut of people that listen to us and not just here locally in the southeast, but all globally and throughout the nation. So speak to that. You have to answer to all humans – of all kinds. <laughs> so. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you guys start, and I'll I'll wrap up. Perfect. I'm I'm gonna personally go with the psychological side. Um, I think it's an overlooked component to peak performance in our game. Uh, I I think that there are swing coaches, and then there are whole body, whole mind, like you guys do it at Franklin Bridge. You y'all address fitness, nutrition, um, you, you train the short game and you train the putting and you train irons and you train strategy and with the champions playbook, you're mirroring. I just know that as a collegiate coach, how you handle yourself internally, how you speak to yourself out there in the heat of the moment, how you train yourself to speak to yourself, it, it's, it's monumental to performance. That's Anywhere, crazy, right? Right? <laughs> at any level. Well, I, I think too, Tanya, you had mentioned earlier, like one of the things you, uniquely you bring is you continue to compete and Elijah continuing to play, you know, it's been really cool. He shot 30 and 29 in several of his playing lessons recently. Right. And it's like the people are wowed by that, but that like, and that's cool. But what's really neat. And we've played, all of you've known people that you've played with that can't teach a lick. 
They can play great, but they can't teach a lick. They can't translate it. And Elijah does that. He helps them deal with the internal dialogue. Like, because he's an active player, they start to ask him questions that they don't ask me. You know, I, I don't actively play. I don't really remember what that pressure feels like. I have moments, right? And I can coach it, but no, I think she's right. That's It's overlooked, and we have all those pieces here. Start early. Start, Start early. early. Yeah. yeah. Especially if, like, the kid isn't in a great environment. You know, if they've had, you know, some major life struggles or setbacks or, you know, getting them in the right environment is is huge. We have kids coaching each other now, which is super cool. We got to see it yesterday. Like, they're they're stepping in, like, they're starting to mentor, and they're mentoring in the frame of what the kid needs to work on, which is so cool. And so now they've got a culture, a community. We're trying to model, like, this is what college golf should be like. And if you don't find that fit who can help you, then that's not the place for you to be. No. So, Mary. Um, I certainly could go the direction that Ginger went, and I am a firm believer that you have to have a mental system, whatever it is, you have to have one, you have to train it, but I'm not going to go there, <laughs> but just know that that's hanging out there. Um, this may seem very fundamental, but Scott um, and Jack, I think this can apply to any junior golfer that you meet is at the foundation. If you can be organized, um, start using a planner now, organize your time, plan out your week, You've got to manage your obstacles so they don't become barriers. Mm -hmm. And some of that is goal setting too. You've got to have some people who help you set goals with a timeline because that's how you're going to get to work. If you don't have something to motivate you to get out of bed, like what are you working for? Mm -hmm. So goals, organization, and just kind of side, side tangential, um, I can tell you one of the most successful teams I was around at Washington University that won multiple national championships, a lot of those women did not post on social media. Some of them didn't even have account. Wow. Whole nother conversation we can have another. Hashtag tangent. We could run that one for four hours. Yeah, Mary, we might have to have wow. that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, actually yeah. part of our proposals, how to, how to handle your social media. That is a, a line item in yeah. Very the cool. proposals. So self-control, monitoring the social media, getting these things out of your bedroom at night so you can get quality rest. I think that all goes in with the organization planning, being intentional about what you're doing, chasing your goals. That's so great because like the one... The one thing that I'm thinking about the social media too is like, it's not necessarily about what you post. I've wanted to say that forever and you said it and I'm like, free reign. I'm going to say it too. Golf decoded 2.0. That's right. That Gosh, crazy. that's so good. But it's not necessarily what. Like both like Ginger started with it and then it was like, she teed that thing up and it was like out of the park. Scott, get you. That good. was definitely like a golf <laughs> hand action and not a baseball hand action. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fear watch. And I know Jack, I know Jack's thinking it like that's not how you swing a baseball bat, bro. Like it looks like this. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> right. No, no, no. I think Mary how, how the, 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 the mental health piece, it, it's it's not just about hitting a golf ball. It's the whole mental health piece. Yeah, yeah. It's totally. about the organization well, and goal setting and the social media monitoring and uh, you know and sleep and being able to handle 
boyfriend breaking up and and often the grandparent passes away when the kid's in college and the ability to handle that it, it's you got to have a rock you got to have a have a system it's amazing that's so good mary that's incredible we cut you off sorry you can can you can finish that thought that i mean that like one Who, step, who's this another step. business guy? You were so excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so, that's so good. That's, that's I mean, the one percent. You know, Rose Zhang oh. makes a hundred four foot putts every day. Like, do you want to be the one percent? Yeah. The one percent puts these away. The one percent sets goals. The one percent doesn't let obstacles become barriers. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, and if you're not the one percent, that's okay. There's a place for you. But if you want to get really serious about the things that are important to you, like you got to pair away the noise. Got to get rid. I have a couple of students, not just kids, but like I have one kid in my mind in particular that needs to hear this. That exact piece is like, you know, they want to play. I don't even say if it's a guy or a girl, so they don't know. But like they want to play professional golf, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, I actually just want to laugh at you right now, like. You're not doing anything that's anywhere close, and you think that you are. I was like, and so I compare them to a kid in in the area where that they think is so great. I'm going, what do you think that person's doing right now? They're not doing what you're doing. I can tell you that. So it's incredible. Tanya, round us out. Round us out here. Love to hear what you think. That is a really big set of shoes to fill. No, <laughs> you know, to kind of to kind of piggyback on on what they both said. You know, it comes down to. Coaches love kids that can have great yep. time management, right? And Mary and I both hammer home. It, it's what we start with. And we start them in the eighth grade. So you talk about the levels and when do you start and what do you do with a seventh grader and what do you do with, with an 11th grader? It starts with time management and because life is going to happen. And the recruiting process is not going to wait for you. So there's a lot of things that you're not going to be able to go back and do. Um, you have to do it first or you have to do it because all of a sudden you're going to look up and you're going to be a junior and then you're going to call someone in a panic. But it's like cramming for a test. It doesn't work so great. So if you start early and you get on the right path and you do your time management and you start your 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 I don't want to say it doesn't necessarily have to be journals, but you're planning and you're you're putting yourself on a schedule and making it a priority. And another great thing that Mary always says, too, is you can't improve what you don't measure. So start measuring those things. So you set your goals and you 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 make these benchmarks for yourself, but they have to be realistic. And, and I guess the last thing I want to say with with wrapping all this up, you know, doing this for 14 plus years um, you know, and I hope you'll, you'll, you guys will get this is, you know, do you want to be on the bus or do you want to watch it leave? Do you? Oh, oh, she hit you with the hard one. There we go. So, and I can explain if you'd like, or Scott, you can, um, you know, do you want to go to a program that you're playing, you're competing, you're a part of. Or, or do you going to go and and I'm, I'm stealing this from a colleague. I'm not going to pretend to make it my own. Or are you chasing the sweatshirt, right? You're going to go to a program and you're going to wear the sweatshirt and you never tee it up in competition. Or are you going to go and you're going to be on the bus and you're going to compete and you're going to say, yeah, I played college golf for four years and it was awesome because I was in the heart of competition. That's really cool. 
It's really cool. Well, ladies, we really appreciate you, uh, all of both of you, all you guys have just being on here tonight and, uh, especially at a, at a later hour. So just thanks so much for including that, uh, all of your contributions. And for those of the people who are listening to us right now, if they want to know more, where can they find you guys? Yeah. So, um, rsascouting.com, um, is our website. All of our information is on there. We're on Instagram. Um, Mary's great. She's our Instagram guru. So, um, RSA recruiting there. Yeah. Sorry. Did I lose you there for a second? Yeah. Oh, there we are. Um, so Mary, you can go with our handles. Yeah. So, um, recruiting student at recruiting student for Instagram. And then I am at MK Swanson LPGA on Instagram. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. And then Ginger, your handle. I am coach Brown Lim on Instagram or coach Ginger RSA. Awesome. Awesome. Well, y'all, we really appreciate you guys being on. And, and I know that there are people at this club and listening to this podcast who are going to get a lot of good stuff from you guys. So we really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you guys. Thanks really for having us. Thank you. Cool guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the champions playbook. And as always, you can find us on uh, Apple music on Spotify uh, and on YouTube as well on YouTube. It's no Mulligans podcast. And you can find us on uh, Spotify and Apple. Um, just no Mulligans, no Mulligans. So thanks y'all so much for watching. Uh, thanks guys for being on. Really appreciate your time and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. There's no rule. Shoot lower score. There's one rule.